0: Episode nineteen of Talent Jackie. You're listening You're to your Talent Talent Jockey, to Jockey Talent Jockey Podcast, a show for job seekers, recruiters, and hiring managers. The only person to ever kiss the Mona Lisa. Your host, Sean Kelly. Welcome to Talent Jockey. I am indeed your host, Sean Kelly, where we talk about the world of talent acquisition and providing insight and guidance to that for uh, job seekers, recruiters, and hiring managers. Welcome to the show. I want to start off by apologizing for my lack of consistency. It's something that's been driving me nuts. I want to put this show out weekly, Got to find some renewed vigor, get you some good information on the talent acquisition world. Today, we're going to talk. I guess today, if I had to say what the show is really about, it's a plea to hiring managers. Yeah. And hopefully, what I convey today is the realization that recruiters need help they are there as a partner to hiring managers but they're not effective and there's a few reasons why and hiring managers and your staff um when i talk to you it, it really is even just you getting you involved in hiring more than just making decisions and screening a, an applicant, but also maybe getting your staff involved. Having said that, I'm going to have a link in the show notes to this article that I found back in April. so It's a little dated, but I don't think it's changing. I think it's actually getting worse. The article was written by a, an individual by the name of Caitlin, Caitlin Lagarde. I hope I pronounce her name correctly. And it was posted on labs.openviewpartners.com. And what it is a little, bit and I'll have a link in the show notes to the article. I'm not going to read all of it. Just a couple highlights that really, really hit me. And it wasn't something that surprised me by any means. So Caitlin went to SourceCon in about the middle of March. SourceCon is a conference that is really geared towards sourcers specifically, sourcing talent. Okay, Recruiters also go to this because recruiters and sourcers, sometimes the titles get, they're, they're used interchangeably. There was about 600 people in attendance at SourceCon and there was a panel That was led by an individual. And the title of the panel was Top Candidates Share What They Like and What They Don't Like About Recruiters. Probably pretty riveting, I think, for people in attendance. Over the next hour, the panelists gave it to us straight. What we do right, what we're terrible at, what they wish we'd stop, and what they wish we'd do more of says Caitlin. Quite eye-opening. Every recruiter in the room was knowingly guilty of something. I'm going to to go straight to number two. Recruiters aren't the number one go-to when candidates look for new jobs. When panelists were asked, this is from the article, I quote, When panelists were asked how they begin their own job searches, they all said they begin with their network. Friends, family, past colleagues, etc. Notice that recruiters and job postings don't make that list. Recruiting is getting more and more difficult. In order to succeed, we need to change not only how we recruit, but who is recruiting. Hiring managers and their teams need to get engaged in the process. They need to be building their network so when an account executive or an engineer or a project manager looks for a new job, they're already tapped into that person's network. I will repeat the two sentences. Recruiting is more getting more and more difficult. In order to succeed, we need to change not only how we recruit, but who is recruiting. Indeed. So I think candidates that aren't fond of recruiters is a growing trend. Um, A lot of them are using LinkedIn. I actually know individuals that have fled LinkedIn because they just got hammered too many times by recruiters. Now, I don't know if that's the way to go if you're a job seeker, but it goes to show you that if the demand is really high for your skill set or a skill set that you have, job seeker, um, they're going to be able to pick and choose where they go and who they work for. They're not going to need LinkedIn. LinkedIn to be honest with you. And if they're networked well enough, LinkedIn is a is, is a non-factor. Think about that. You know, why is somebody on LinkedIn? Well, there's, we have all our different reasons. But if it's to get solicited by recruiters and get pounded by recruiters dropping in mails, um, they're just, it's not going to, People are going to get driven away, at least the ones that are in high demand. And this is why recruiters need the help of the hiring manager and the hiring manager's staff and team. One of the things that I wanted to talk about today was the value of the recruiter. Where is the value of the recruiter? What is that? How is that determined by you, hiring manager? Now I can tell you what I think the value of the recruiter is, and I'll probably uh hit that. You you can bet your your bottom that I'm gonna hit that in this episode. But so there's a couple things at play here. The value of the recruiter and the fact that recruiting needs help from hiring managers and their staff. So recruiters Time is a big factor. There is so many hours in a day and recruiters are overloaded. Where do you want your recruiter spending time? Mr. or Mrs. hiring manager? Say they have a rec- you know a load of requisitions or requests to hire you know, ranging anywhere from 15, sometimes as high as 30. Now think about all the emails that that recruiter may get, maybe just from you or your team. And those emails may be very warranted, right? The calls that you have with the recruiter may be necessary. Now the recruiter is going to address all those requisitions. They're going to have to create them. They're going to have to get, sometimes in some some environments, they're going to have to get necessarily approvals from two or three different people. Maybe it's just one other individual. They're going to have to post each job. Now, depending on some systems, that may be relatively easy or it may be time intensive and really drive people crazy at least from a recruiter perspective. And why do I say that? Well, there are some systems when you post a position it'll, you know, proliferate it through five, you know, not only the the company's career site or jobs website, part of their website, but it may also post it to third-party websites out there. Now, in order to market to potential applicants, the recruiter's probably going to want to spice up that job posting a little bit. I mean, at least I would. Uh, If you put out a job posting and it's not intuitive, uh, appealing to somebody that wants to look for a position and an opportunity, they're not going to apply. So you got to tweak that. The recruiter's going to maybe do market research. They themselves are going to be in tune with what's going on in their own industry. They're going to probably read some blogs, or at least they should be, to find out what's going on in the market, what are some of the challenges. Maybe they're involved in a project that has to do with an applicant tracking system within the organization. It could be a number of different things that the recruiter is is dealing with day to day. But a lot of it is going to be administrative. As a matter of fact, I know of some talent acquisition departments in corporate recruiting that have coordinators or administrative assistants that do a lot of logistics, a lot of scheduling, which is huge. So just to talk about scheduling and how time-intensive that is, and that is, I mean, that is the epitome of herding cats. For example, first of all, you have to get the candidates' um, availability then that has to align with the hiring manager's availability. Then it also has to align with the three to four to six to eight. Yes, I said it, eight other individuals that the hiring manager wants to include on the interview team. I'm just going to take a drink of water here. So if you take all that into consideration... The recruiter, their value isn't shuffling and being order takers and, and shuffling a person there, shuffling this information there. Yes, there are elements to the position that do entail that, no question. But that's not where their value is. Phone screens are a perfect example. They look through the resumes. Now, there's a couple different schools of thought. Some recruiters will take it upon themselves to look through applicants, determine the top five, top 10, phone interview them or phone screen them, uh, take down notes, basically dictating what they're getting from the answers, from the questions that they ask the applicant. And then when they're done with that, they route it over to the hiring manager. Now I did a an episode, I think it was episode 17 on video interviews and some of the benefits of, of what that provides. But there are note takers in that example. Phone screens? Okay, tell me uh, what you know about our organization. Well, I look at your website and I think it's great and you've, you guys are in this industry and you accomplished this um, just a couple months ago. You know, why did you apply? While I applied, because it sounded really interesting, uh, I think the job requirements fits my background, blah, 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 blah. All the time, the recruiter is frantically taking notes and putting in so that the hiring manager can actually read them and make sense of them, which is not always the case. Now, that phone screen is going to last about 30 minutes. I actually know recruiters that they'll do the phone screen, they'll look at their notes, I've done it. I've had to do it. Take notes. Man, this thing does makes no sense. The hiring manager is not going to make any sense of what I just wrote down. So I have to revise them, um, sum, sum it up properly so it's accurate, but maybe you know it's not so in detail that it's misinterpreted. And then that's routed over. Now, you take all this, all the emails, all the scheduling of all the interviews, scheduling of all the phone screens, and... You multiply it by 10 positions, 30 positions, and it is obscene, obscenely time intensive. Now, hiring managers, what is their first need? They want a good applicant. They want a good candidate. and They want things to move in a timely fashion. Some are, I would say, fast, but that's relative. But they they don't want to give the details to the recruiter and not hear from the recruiter in a month. They want to, typically when they have an opening, they're quite urgent. Maybe somebody's leaving the company, they put in their two-week notice. At the end of that two weeks, that person's not going to be in a seat doing that job and things are going to fall, you know, lag behind. That work that that person was doing falls upon the team. Now their team is overworked and then morale takes a nosedive and it's this big domino effect. So hiring managers really, and they truly want to hire somebody very quickly. Some may, you know, they convey that, and then they never get back to you in a timely fashion, but that's a whole nother story. So where does the recruiter provide the most value? And I'll tell you where they provide the most value. It's drumming up individuals that you hiring manager want and need. And they can't do that when they're answering 50, 100 emails a day. They can't do that scheduling everything that they schedule. Not only that, but when they go, go out and source, they're going to get hit with some, I wouldn't say walls, probably some fences where candidates are just not going to want to interact with or engage with a recruiter. And recruiters have to take a different type of approach from more of what I would say a hard sell or a cold call and really need to leverage a network talent communities one area that they could look into talent communities are when applicants come to your website sign up but maybe they don't apply or they have applied and now they're members of your talent community but they didn't get a position but they still get job alerts and that's a good pool that's a uh, a good pipeline but they can't do that if they're bogged down with a bunch of logistical bs it's not going to happen. So hiring managers, staff of the hiring managers, the recruiters need your help. And as I mentioned, the phone interview and the phone screen, what value does that provide to you, hiring manager? The funny thing is, is the recruiter will get some of those details and some of those questions will actually be job-related because the hiring managers say, we'll ask them these two questions uh, because that's what I'm looking for And it'll give me a good idea of whether or not the person's even in in the ballpark. And sometimes they will make a decision based on the phone screen notes from the recruiter. Sometimes, oftentimes, they won't. Um, Because if the recruiter's routing the individual over, the recruiter's probably saying, hey, this person may be in the ballpark. According to the conversation that we had, and after the conversation I had with the candidate, I should say, let me back up based based on the conversation that we had, Mr. and Mrs. Hiring Manager, I'm routing this over to you because I think they meet a lot of the requirements that you're looking for. Otherwise, if it, they didn't, they wouldn't send them over. And if they're on the cusp, they're going to send them over anyway because they may not, they'll, they'll fall, uh, they'd rather send you over a person than not and maybe that person's got something that isn't conveyed on their resume. But, After they send over the phone screen notes, the hiring manager is going to want to talk to the person anyway. So just maybe the uh, recruiter talks to the candidate and applicant for five minutes, gets some of those high level, hey, here's kind of the deal. We have background checks. We do drug screens. Are those going to be an issue for you? No? Great. Salary requirements. What is your desired salary? Just want to make sure that we, you know, if you go through, you know, and taking up your time. And we get you an offer that you're not going to back out after all the time has been spent. So can we just nail that down right away? Sure. This is what I'm looking for. Great. No problem. It's in our range. Super. Do you have any questions before I send you over to the hiring manager? No. Pretty straightforward. Great. Thank you so much. I'm going to get your information over to them. Next step, if they're interested, is to set up a phone interview with the hiring manager. If it's something where they don't you know, think you're qualified... I will email you and let you know. Great, thanks. Maybe it's a five minute conversation. Now you take the phone screen from 30 minutes, 40 minutes to five. Now you multiply that times every candidate times every rec. And you're talking huge, huge time savings. And the hiring manager, you're going to want to talk to the candidate or you're not. So let's cut to the chase, right? You're the one that's most qualified as a matter of fact, I know some clients of some of my peers that tell the recruiter, "You do not know this space. You do not know what my team is looking for. Yes, we can convey that to you. Yes, we're going to give you a good idea. Yes, we're going to educate you. But really when the rubber hits the road, that hiring manager and that that customer of the recruiter knows. They are, the best want, they are the best qualified to determine whether the person is a good hire or a good potential hire or not. And I think a lot of hiring managers need to take that approach. Now, what does that mean? This is what it's, well, then what's the recruiter's job, right? There's hiring managers out there. Well, that's what you're supposed to do, Mr. or Mrs. Recruiter. That's your job. Go recruit me people. Well, that's just it. You want them to recruit people but you're not facilitating you're not facilitating that you're not allowing them to go and make that happen so if you can free up time and really streamline the process then the recruiter can take that and they can go and source and find the person you're looking for and actually find and drum up people there are some positions out there again IT space. I know it. I know it well. I've lived it. I know that it's very hard to recruit for. It is the market. The demand is huge. The supply is low. Simple economics, people. But if you get a recruiter that can kick up some dirt, start networking, going to user groups, going to career fairs, getting on LinkedIn and not even on LinkedIn because some of the IT people aren't going to want solicitations from recruiters. So they're going to have to network even harder. And they can do that if they have time. So just imagine Mr. or Mrs. hiring manager, you meet with your recruiter. I'm going to take a take a drink of water here before I get sticky mouth. All right, thank you. So just imagine Mr. or Mrs. hiring manager, that you meet with the recruiter you give them the details of the position. And frankly, if the recruiter's met with you and they've been doing the job and you've been their customer for over a year, they're going to know what you're looking for. They're ballpark. They're going to know skill set. They're going to know the type of person you're looking for because they're going to base it off previous hires that they've spoken to. Excuse me. So the meeting isn't going to have to be as in-depth as if it was a new role or your new you're a new customer of the recruiter, okay? Sorry about the beep there. Some notification coming through my computer. So there, over time, those recruiters are going to know what you're looking for. And they're going to say, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to post it to as many sites as I can. Here are the sites that I recommend. Do you have any questions about these? It's going to cost a few dollars because we don't have agreements with some of these for this job site specifically caters to your industry. It's going to cost X amount for X or Y amount of time. Any problems? No. We're going to charge that back to your department. You good with that? Absolutely. Great. I want to let you know the market. Here's the market research. This is what I've been seeing in the market. Are you good with that? Absolutely. Okay. It's going to be tough. How many people do you have in your department? Five. Are they on social media? Well, I think three are. Two of them, probably not. Are they active? I think so. All right, this is what I'm going to do. Once I get it posted, I'm going to send you a link. I'm going to need you and your staff to put it out to everybody. They need to talk to everybody. When they go to users groups or trade organizations, conferences, conventions, whatever, they need to talk about the fact that you have a job opening. Are you okay with that? No. Why? Yes. Great. Okay, weed through that and the recruiter becomes more of a consultant to you. And that's the information that you're going to need to know. They're going to say, look, this is kind of the deal. We're going to help each other out. When I route people over to you, uh, as a matter of fact, I'm going to set it up so that every applicant that comes through the system, it's going to come to your desk. You're going to be able to look them over, set time aside, 15 minutes a day. You know what they say, it takes, what, two minutes to review a resume. If you want to review 30, I mean, it's not, it's not going to be a long time, maybe an hour 30, but maybe 30 doesn't come in all at once. So you set a few minutes aside, half hour and go through 10 of them, right? Whatever. Do the math, right? I think I just messed up my math. Anyways, you get what I'm saying. So the recruiter says that, so I'm going to keep talking to people. And when I come around an individual who I think needs attention quickly, because I think they're really an outstanding individual, I'm going to send them right to you directly Maybe it's not even going to be through our applicant tracking system. Whatever it is, if time if it's time sensitive and they have two or three offers or they have four interviewers going on, we don't have a lot of time to act on that person. So I want to be able to you know, get them to you, get you to talk to them, get you to explain the position, have you get to know them, what they are doing, what they have done, and then make the decision to bring them in quickly. Do you have the interview team set up? Can we make it, instead of six people, can we make it three? Can we make it four? This is why, Mr. and Mrs. Manager, the more people we have on interview team, the longer it takes the schedule for availability. The, the It's it's a bad experience for the candidate. And the longer it goes, the higher the chance we lose the individual or it takes longer to actually make the hire. Because if you take the six interview team approach we find that it takes an additional 30 days because maybe you have three candidates that you want six people to interview and in order for all those schedules for six people on the interview team and three candidates to align in a timely fashion it's going to draw it out and i know you want to talk to all three before you make a final decision so let's narrow that down is it two people heck if you're in the if you can make it happen recruiters and you can empower the hiring manager to just make a decision themselves, man, imagine that. Hey, Mr. or Mrs. Hiring Manager, I'm going to route you over a candidate. You're going to make the decision right on the spot, yes or no. That's the, you don't have to check with anybody. You don't have to get any consensus, Mr. or Mrs. Hiring Manager. You have the empowerment to say, yes, I'm going to hire this individual. Where are we at with salary? Great, let's make it happen. Can we start him in two weeks? Bam, boom. That's what needs to happen. But you got to be able to free up time for the recruiter. They want to go out there. They want to find a candidate for you, but it's going to take time. So how do you guys come together in making that happen? Right? So that's the key of the show. Does that make sense to everybody? Some of you may be saying, well, I get that, Sean, but how do we make this, how do we facilitate that? Well, meetings need to be shorter. Recruiters need to know the position in the area, like the back of their hand, so they don't have to, you know, meet with the hiring manager for 30 to 45 minutes to talk about the same role they've filled three or four times in the last year. You know, they don't need to talk to every candidate if the hiring manager is going to do that anyways. And you know what, hiring manager, if you are too busy to do that, Totally get it. I get it. Everybody's busy. Then get a staff member to help out. Get another peer of yours in the same space that can help out in doing that. But it's really important because then what happens is the, 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 the gears get well-oiled and you can quickly beat your competition to hiring those individuals. Because I'll tell you what, if you're not facilitating that type of interaction, your competition is going to. And then your competition is going to get the candidate, the better one, the one that you wanted, but you couldn't act quick enough to get them. I'm telling you, this is where it's at. It's the future, at least right now. Until everybody says, "Oh, now it's a you know hiring managers market." Well, it's not that. The, it's not the case. And hiring managers, you're going to have to learn how to market your area. Why is somebody going to want to work for you and your organization? Candidates are going to be able to pick and choose. They simply are. And then it goes to candidate experience. You know, how were things moved along in the process? Was follow-up timely? Was it constructive? Was there a relationship built between even the hiring manager and the candidate? That will go a long ways. Let me know your thoughts. Talentjockey.com forward slash 019 is this episode. Leave comments there at the blog, at the website. Holy cow, there's the intro music. I got to get out of here. If you found this helpful, go on iTunes. Leave a review. Uh, hit Twitter. We're at talentjockey Talent on Twitter. Or send me an email at sean at talentjockey.com. Thanks for tuning in. Have a good day.